We're back with Empires of the Future. Going to take a break from your Christianity today uh, to talk about Ozempic and Manjaro. Mm, good pronunciation, Manjaro. Right, and if uh, those that's news to you, then, uh, well, that's what we're trying to do. We want to get ahead of uh, what is expected to be by next year um, the most prescribed drug in the United States of America. And in reading about this recently, it just seemed to me like something that, um, that we need to think about uh, deeply because um, we'll jump right into it. These, uh, these are drugs that have been initially prescribed to deal with diabetes. Um, and if you know anyone who's diabetic, as most of us do, uh, it, it's, it's been incredibly great news that these drugs have come into existence because uh, diabetes is, uh, is awful. Uh, it assaults the body. Uh, you have to have insulin, and uh, whether it's type 1 or type 2 diabetes, um, this drug that is uh, designed to work w- toward defeating type 2 diabetes for treating type 2 diabetes, um, it's shown promise, but then it showed promise for something else. And what's that? Well, it's uh, been shown... The results that the that they're sh- that they're seeing in patients as they're being surveyed is that not only is this an effective drug against type two diabetes, but it's also extremely effective at weight loss. Uh, and so, for patients who are dealing with obesity, it is an extremely promising um, medication for them to help them lose weight. Uh, in fact, it was it's been shown that uh, in most patients they are losing an average of like twenty two and a half percent of their, um, overall weight. Right. And so that's, uh, or, or I don't know what that time frame is over, but like it's a significant decrease in weight, uh, just by the use of this medication. Um, this I believe we're talking months Monjaro. there. Yeah. So it was a certain number of months. Sure. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's an amazing sort of story where this, um, this drug manufacturer, Eli Lilly is, uh, created this, medication and like we said with the intention and the purpose of of dealing with type 2 diabetes but what the result has also been is this significant weight loss and as you can imagine for people who are obese or overweight um, hearing that there is this miracle drug quote unquote that can help you lose weight and I mean like quick a, a lot of the the stories that were being told in the in this article is like in the first month, first two months, I lost 25 pounds. Right. I think one of the one of the examples, the person in the first first month or two lost 25 pounds, and um, you know there were some people that over the course of several months were losing 50, 60, 70 pounds, and all credit going to this medication for helping them do that. Right. And so where the story kind of becomes it comes to a head is that there's this medication, and uh, the manufacturer Eli Lilly puts out a a coupon saying if you have any sort of commercial insurance, regardless of anything else, if you have a commercial insurance, you can get this a month supply worth of this drug, this medication for $25. Mm -hmm. For $25, you can have this medication a month supply of it. And that was great. And so people all over the place hearing about the, um, the ability that this drug has to help them lose weight. Uh, a lot of patients uh, with obesity or, or even, you know, just some people who were overweight and looking down the barrel kind of sort of of type 2 diabetes, knowing my weight isn't under control, that's what's that's what's around the bend, um, we're getting access to this drug at $25 a, a month, and we're seeing amazing results. Right. Well, then all at once, what happened was, as demand for this drug was becoming more and more and more as all these different people were taking it, not only for diabetes, but also for, for, um, weight loss. The supply was no longer able to keep up with the demand. And so what Eli Lilly had to do, or I don't know if they had to do it, but they did it. Uh, they took the coupon away, which was, I think always understood to be a limited thing, but it still came as a shock when they did, uh, kind of cut off this this coupon to where no longer could any insurance, if you had any commercial insurance, you get access to it for $25. But then it changed to, well, if you have insurance that covers obesity medication, then it's $500 a month. 
So it went up to, for those people, it went up to $500 a month. $25 to $500 a month is a huge increase. Right. But even more than that, if you were, if you had an insurance that didn't cover obesity medication, then you were essentially paying for it outright, and that was going to be $1,000 a month. Right. And so you had all of these people who started taking this medication to help them lose weight, um, and were seeing great results over the course of like two or three months, and then all of a sudden, boom, okay, now if you want to keep seeing these results, if you want to keep taking this medication, it's going to cost you 500 or $1,000 a month. And really kind of, obviously, that makes it inaccessible to a lot of the people who are taking it. I mean, most of us can't afford to spend $1,000 a month on a medication. Single medication. On yeah, right. one medication. Yeah, that's assuming you're not taking anything else. Right. So that is kind of what brings us to where we're at now and to this article and why there's this big stink, this big uproar going on right now. And in a sense, sort of a, a feud of sorts, as we're going to get into and talk about a little bit between um, a couple different players in this in this story. But yeah, that's kind of what what the deal is with this medication, um, this miracle drug drug uh, Manjaro. Right, and we should mention that uh, this is an article <coughs> written by Emily Farage oh, yeah. uh, out of the Independent in the UK, uh, and. So we're here on March 6th. This was uh, released just about four days ago. This is all happening right now. And and again, uh, with the prediction that as word gets out about what this drug is capable of, Mm -hmm. uh, that more people are going to want it. uh, Mm -hmm. They predict it'll be the most prescribed drug in the United States by next year. Um, But there is so much to think about. Yeah. Uh, as, as we're going to start here, just really thinking about the major players, like you're mentioning, but we want to get to the spiritual elements of this because there, yeah. there are major spiritual uh, elements to this too, and those are really important because they underlie even, even this battle that's already begun, and, and so we want to get there. Um, I, I thought this story uh, at the beginning of this article really um, brings you into somebody who's just dealing with uh, this issue. So it's, it yeah. starts like this, quote, Kay thought she'd finally made it after years of diets, exercise routines, failed obesity treatments, and shame for being overweight. The 49-year-old teacher from Missouri found a medication that helped her lose 25 pounds in three months. It was life-changing, she says. In addition to shedding weight, Kay experienced other changes that seemed almost miraculous. She quickly noticed the painful cramping from her fibroids disappear and the swelling in her legs vanished. I could go for walks again, Kay told me. She even stopped taking Wellbutrin. It became about far more than just weight loss. And uh, the, the official title of this article is, The Next Ozempic Became a Social Media Sensation then everything changed. And the everything mm-hmm. changed part refers to the cost change, especially, which is what you just talked about. Yeah. And so I know there are a lot of people who are just like this person uh, that, that the article opens. And that's why uh, we want to talk about, because when you're in a position of vulnerability, you're in a weak position. Yeah. And just to start, uh, the major players then are coming in, but you need to be really clear about what's offered. Yeah, and so the, you know, you begin to see sort of this, um, this tail taking shape where you've got these patients that are, in a sense, at their wits' end. You know, um, they they feel as though there's nothing more that they can do. They've been struggling with, with their weight for all this time, and then when when this answer is presented, not only presented but presented at twenty five dollars a month, that's a really good deal. Right. I mean, if you're talking about medication that's you know been shown to to, to prove all this stuff. Um, like for, for those people, it's like, Oh my goodness, this is it. This is the, this is the answer. This is the thing in their mind. Um, and I'll tell you what is interesting about this situation too, is the, the role that TikTok played in it. So as the story kind of lays out what a part of what was happening and why this drug became a sensation. And as the title kind of claims as a social media sensation is that people were seeing on TikTok these stories of people who began taking this medication and seeing kind of the transformation and how much weight they were losing and how quickly, which is a different thing than watching, you know, a commercial with testimonials. Right. You know, you never really know how much of that you can believe. Okay. What else is happening with these people? These are likely paid people for this thing, whatever. Um, And that's not so much the case with something like TikTok. Like 
yeah, there are some people who are monetized and make money off TikTok. But a lot of what was being seen was like, these are genuine people having genuine real results and, and kind of showing them on TikTok, which caused it to just, you know, the spark to take. Right. And for people to everyone to want this drug now. Um, I'm imagining these short, you know, videos day one, day eight, day 15, and, you yeah. know, just. And, and the way I am, the way I, I would expect a lot of people are who are like me, you would watch one and go, oh, I don't know. But then you watch two and you, and, and a lot of times we kind of sit in there alone in our room go, I, I think I'm kind of convinced, you know, yeah. because <laughs> our, our, our shield, uh, none of us are able, uh, to forever stop with this onslaught of, well, if I want to believe it, it often becomes so appealing to yeah. us and. Uh, like I said, we're in a weak place about a lot of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, as you, you begin to see this kind of taking place and then here comes big pharma, um, and they're like, Hey, we have come up with a solution. And, uh, it, you know, it's one of those things like I'm not opposed to taking medications, taking drugs and those kinds of things, but we need to be realistic when we think about, um, pharmaceutical companies and, right. and what I just termed big pharma. Um, we might like to think that these pharmaceutical companies are concerned primarily first and foremost with our best interests mm-hmm. and that they just are so in love with the public and concerned with the public man like people are corrupt and when money is involved there's going to be corruption and so to think that like um Eli Lilly in this case uh was just you know, we've come up with this new medication and we're just going to give it to you next to nothing forever. You know, you're welcome world. That's kind of high and lofty and nonsensical in thinking. Um, and look, my point in, in all of this is not to run down Eli Lilly or, or these other pharmaceutical companies, but it is to say there, you know, in this case, it's hard not to think that they didn't to a certain extent take advantage of people. Right. To say, hey, you know, you can have this amazing miracle weight loss drug for 25 bucks a month. Uh, even if they even if they were clear that this was a limited time offer, it's still one of those things. You let people have this for months on end at $25 a pop. And then all of a sudden, boom, the rug's pulled out from underneath you. Now you have to pay full price. Well, at that point, a lot of people are going to want to pay full price because they're already seeing the results. They're already, right, right. in a sense, hooked on on the results that they're getting from these medications. Um, but then, like the carnage comes even more when when what was being shown and seen is that for a lot of these people who who couldn't afford it, those rugs pulled out from underneath them, and they no longer have this medication, and the weight begins begins to quickly come back. Right, it begins to quickly come pile back on, which is extremely unhealthy yep. to be on on this sort of weight cycling situation where you're gaining a bunch of weight and then losing much weight throughout your life. Um, it's a really unhealthy place to be. And a lot of the same problems associated with being overweight and obese come back as well. And so, um, for these patients, they were kind of in a, in a vulnerable state in a place of weakness. And to a certain extent that was taken in the pharmaceutical company took advantage of that, saw an opportunity um, or took an opportunity, whether they saw it or not. I, I'm maybe somewhat cynical. I think they probably did. And, um, I mean, when you have a medication that you're like this medication, just take it once a day and you will lose weight. It like you hear that and you go, it sounds too good to be true. And it does sound too good to be true, but that's kind of sort of what they were offering. Um, and then to, to have that taken away, there's no way in my mind that you can just completely let the pharmaceutical company off the hook in this situation. Right. And I mean, what everything that you're reminding me, uh, or what that you're saying is reminding me of, uh, that verse where Paul says, everyone looks out for his own interests mm-hmm. and not those of Jesus Christ. And, and in this case, you're dealing with a company with a board of directors that answers to shareholders. And the directive is make money consistently yeah. make more money. Yeah. And if, if, if the people who are leading this company don't, we will find other people yeah. who will. And okay, well, is that a is that a jaded, cynical view of the world? No. When the New Testament says to yeah. us, everyone looks out for his own interests, not mm-hmm. those of Jesus Christ. Well, okay, 
We know that so that we can be as shrewd as serpents and as harmless as doves and also long for the kingdom where we go, shouldn't it, I wish there was a better world. It's coming. Yeah. But you're just not there yet. And, and again, it's about where to put your hopes because you cannot, I mean, a, a lot of the reason why we're talking about this is you cannot put your hopes in the wrong place. You can, as a part of a disciplined system, engage with this. Yeah. But if you put your hope in it, say, ah, ah, this will fix my problem. Oh, there are just no easy fixes. Right. Uh, and, and so don't, don't put your hope in it because hope is such an important thing. Hope yeah. is the, the thing that will get you through. Yeah. Uh, and that's, so that's why we say, you know, put your hope in Jesus, even in matters like this. Yeah. Uh, that who justifies me? Who, who am I trying to please? Um, what is my end goal here? It's just very dangerous to believe things like, ah, this pharmaceutical company is here to help me as their only goal. Yeah. They are no more in this to do that than your bank, your local yeah. bank who offers you a mortgage. Look, they'll, they'll offer you, according to their metrics, the maximum. Mm -hmm. But if you don't pay, you lose. Yeah. They win. Uh, and, and frankly, if you do pay, they win. Yeah. And to whatever degree you win as well, That's right. uh, depending on how you handle it. That's just the way things are here. Yeah. And yes, I, 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 yeah. I long for a better world too, but, um, the reason we have to be shrewd as serpents is that how, that's how this world works. Yep. And that's a part of it too. Like, you know, it's what we're getting at. Same thing with banks. We're not saying banks are just in and of themselves evil. Right. They are just out to get you. Nor are we saying that about this pharmaceutical company. Uh, but what we are saying is that don't think of of this pharmaceutical company as purely, you know, motivated only by their desire to make your life better. Right. Um, they might want that. Right. That is not sure. their yeah. sole desire. And I would argue not their necessarily their primary desire. Uh, their primary desire largely is to be a functioning uh, money producing company. Right. right? Um, and, you know, that's fine. Right, That's what because they, do, they provide people jobs. That. There are reasons they're trying to make money. There are people who have a great degree of education who work there. These, if these things were easy to make, then we would have gone out in our shed in our backyard and just put them together. Right. It's it's complicated. It's costly, and so uh, there there are many reasons why it works the way it works. Um, but we have to deal with the reality, uh, and the reality, especially for ourselves. Yeah. That's right. And, you know, for me, I, I have friends and people I know and love and even some um, uh, family members who work for Eli Lilly. And so I am not sitting here saying, like, Eli Lilly is evil and all who work for them are right. evil. What I'm saying is that consumers can find themselves in a vulnerable state. Right. And they need to be aware of that and not be taken advantage of like a lot of these people were. And I also think it, it could be said that Eli Lilly needs to consider some of their practices in this and whether or not... It was entirely ethical. It's, sure. It's sure. My opinion. Yeah. You know. I agree. Um, so that kind of looks at it from, if you're, if you ask me, I kind of break it down in three ways. There's the perspective from the, uh, the pharmaceutical company, in this case, Eli Lilly. Um, but then in addition, there are other perspectives at work here. And I want to switch and talk a little bit about the perspective of those desiring and taking this medication for the purpose of weight loss, those who are perhaps obese and, and using this as a weight loss medication. Um, you said something earlier, um, I think that played a role in this, but, um, what are the, what are the motivations that people have? I think is a good question. I'll kind of put to you that someone who is overweight or obese, what are the motivations that they have to take a medication like this? The one that's usually talked about is health. Yeah. That, that is the, the, uh, let's, let's say that that's, that's the one that's easy to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I want to be healthier. Um, now we don't do things for one reason only. Rarely do we ever do anything for one reason only. There are often and most of the time multiple motivations. So then we, we can freely admit there's also a desire to look good, mm -hmm. to look better. Mm -hmm. So that add to the health, the desire to look better, uh, the desire to live longer, which you could pretty much tie in to health. Um, other others you have on your mind? <clears throat> um, health uh, and to look good. I think those are the main reasons. One of the things that's talked about a lot in the article, and um, 
I actually, as we were kind of getting ready for this, I looked up on YouTube um, about uh, Ozempic, which was kind of a, in a sense, a forerunner to this drug. Yeah. It was a drug that worked in a similar way, but not quite as efficiently. I'm not going to try and ex- explain the ins and outs of what each one does, because I would probably mess it up anyway. But right. it, This would be a good... I had one other uh, just section here, because I, I marked this. A lot of the details here, I'm just going to read them rather than yeah, trying try to remember them, act yeah. like I understand pharmaceuticals. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Quote, Manjaro, the name brand for Tearsepatide, is one of a new class of nutrient-stimulated hormone-based therapies that's changed the way type 2 diabetes is treated. While similar therapies target a hormone called GLP-1, uh, Lily's Manjaro is the first to target a second hormone, GIP. Together, these hormones decrease appetite and delay gastric emptying, making a person feel full for longer in a 2022 study on tirzepatide. Uh, participants saw an average weight reduction of 22.5%, mm-hmm. which you mentioned earlier. In a separate study, Novo Nordisk's Celebrity endorsed Ozempic, which targets only GLP-1, showed an average weight reduction of 16.9%. So there's some of that. I know there's some people listening to this who will be a lot more technical about this kind of stuff than I am. But I did want to mention that and feel free to look more into it about the kind of details, uh, what what the side of it is in terms of kind of the the inner chemistry is doing. Yeah. And I, and I, so when we get think about the motivations of taking this kind of medication from someone who, and now I'm talking specifically about someone who has who is overweight or obese, um, but doesn't have type two diabetes because that was originally what this was created for is type two diabetes. Right. Um, and by and large, people with type two diabetes, their insurance is covering type two diabetes medication, and so that's not what I'm talking about necessarily right now. But people who are looking at this drug as an option for weight loss only and for those benefits that it has only. Um, like you said, there's the uh, kind of the vanity aspect of it, wanting to look good. There is the health aspect of it, which is which is obviously you are less healthy when you are obese. Um, but then in addition, you know, one of the things that that came up repeatedly in a video that I watched kind of about Ozempic, um, the forerunner to this one, and then in this article... Um, was there's an aspect of shame associated with it as well, which maybe ties into vanity, but I, I think is nuanced in a different way a little bit where um, a lot of people talked about just how embarrassing it is and how people, um, when they see someone who's obese, they you know have certain thoughts or claims about them. And, um, and by and large, one of the things I was hearing was not necessarily that people were just accosting these, these people out in the streets and shaming them for being obese, but they felt a sort of shame, sort of embarrassment, a sort of, um, some might say stigma around, uh, being obese. And, um, that was a big motivator as well, I think for a lot of people. And, you know, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing. And this is a, a topic that is touchy for some people, but one of the the claim, it's a claim made early on in this article by Kay, the woman that you referenced at the beginning, uh, her claim is, I tried dieting, sure. I tried exercise, and I just couldn't lose the weight. Um, and a part of the shame that some people say they experience is from uh, doctors or other people saying, you know, there are things you can do, you can take charge of this, you can lose your weight, apart from a drug or medication. And one of the things that people on the opposite side are saying, and certainly there's a lot of researchers and and other people that are coming around and saying that obesity needs to be treated more like a disease, that it is a disease that a person has. And they even will point to genetic markers that will make someone be more prone to obesity. And one of the, is a 60 minutes interview I saw, um, where, or like a article that they did on, and it's on YouTube where that is the point of the article to claim that obesity is a disease that it is not something that a person is personally responsible for, that they don't, it's not their fault that they're obese, but it is a disease. It's a genetic thing. It's a, you know, it's, it's not your fault is kind of the point. Yeah. Um, now I don't really buy that. I don't really buy that obesity is exclusively not your fault, that it is not due to any choices that you've made, nor do I believe that apart from a miracle drug 
there's nothing you can do to change it. And I think that's kind of what people are being told right now uh, in certain corners, certain aspects, is people are kind of being told, look, um, this is the answer. Like, it's not your fault. Uh, you've got this disease. You're prone to this. Um, rather than encourage diet, exercise, lifestyle changes, um, here's another solution for you. Uh, it's this pill. Right. Take this pill. It will solve your problems. I think that's that phrase in and of itself, take this pill and it will solve your problems, in and of itself is problematic all over the place. It's just all around problematic. Um, that this pill, this medication is going to solve your problems of this feeling, the feelings of shame. It's going to make you love yourself more and the way you look. You're not going to you know, be this or that. It's going to make you healthy. And a pill cannot do all those things, right. regardless of whether or not we want it to or wish it could. And even if it can have some effect on making you lose weight, it is a terrible, terrible thing to, as you just said, put your hope uh, and your reliance on this drug. I think that's what a lot of people are doing. They're saying, like any of us would naturally, hey, here's this easy way to lose a whole bunch of weight. We say it sounds too good to be true, but then you watch the TikTok videos. Oh, man, it must be true. Who isn't going to want to take advantage of that? For 25 bucks a month, I all, all I have to do is, it's an injection. All I have to do is take this injection once a day for, for a few months, and I will lose all kinds of weight. Yeah, sign me up. I can imagine you know, a lot of people would want to sign up for that. Right. And so one reason we really wanted to address this, because here's, here's a, what I would call maybe not necessarily a new issue, but one that is very dramatically changing in, in our day. And that is that while a lot of, um, a lot of weaknesses and a lot of sins used to be hidden, which is what we want to do in our pride. We want to hide our sins and our weaknesses because we want to appear able, competent, with it together at all times. That's becoming increasingly difficult mm -hmm. to, to keep your sins and your weaknesses from other people. But then add to that this assumption that a lot of people have, like, well, but it's not fair. Some people are able to eat this or that yeah. and not exercise, and things go fine for them. Some people eat the same things, eat less, and gain a lot of weight. One thing that I want to say is I agree. It's yeah. not fair. Yeah. And, and that's, well, what do we do about that in the context of God? You take it to God. And what, what you find out is actually one of the things we've been talking about in mere Christianity one day, every one of us will stand before God and answer for everything we've done in word or deed. Mm -hmm. And there's no, one of the reasons we do that is because we're not made the same. And, and we will give account for what we did with what we've been given. Mm -hmm. This is a very personal thing between us and God. And so to anyone who in, in thinking about this and, 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 and is dealing with this issue, make it a matter of prayer. Mm -hmm. Because in a lot of ways on this issue, God is the one with whom you are dealing. Yeah. That this is, uh, he, he gave you certain things and he didn't give you certain things. We're all in the middle of a mystery in our lives. We go, well, why God? Why did you give me this and not that? I mean, even in the things that have happened in our life, we all have questions. Why did this happen? Yes, and, and that's, that's a part of um, what it is to be, uh, to be a fallen human being living in this broken world. Mm -hmm. But man, those are the kind of prayers that, that God longs to hear from yeah. us, to, yeah. to, for us to really say, I, I don't know what to do with this and that. And that's a beginning for you, because, because that's one reason I really wanted to talk about this, is that in some cases, we are starting out going to the wrong place with our questions and concerns about this. Um, and, and when you start out in the wrong place, you're never going to end in the right place. Yeah. Um, it, which is, is the same story about like, where do you put your hopes? Because that's, that's one thing I, I really do want to say. I'm, I'm not saying that it's not fair. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying I, I don't, I'm not over you and you're not over anybody making the decision about this, but you have got to know what you're dealing with when you make decisions about these kinds of matters. One thing that's on my mind is, as I was thinking about this and, you know, I worked with teenagers for 20 years. If you don't think 
that in short order, there will be, uh, in our social media saturated age, there will be young people, uh, used, to, used to be we'd say young women who are still more susceptible to body image issues, but uh, increasingly young men as well. If you don't think there will be people requesting this who have no business requesting uh, a drug that will cause rapid weight loss. Mm-hmm. This is this is damaging to someone uh, who has uh, issues related to anorexia, bulimia. Um, these are things that are coming down the road with this, and we we all know how this is already. These issues are already being dealt with. That if you've ever tried to talk to somebody about body image issues, you're not able to just go, "Hey, by the way, let that go." Mm-hmm. Hey, feel good about yourself. Because I think you look fine. Yeah. Uh, you can't just dismiss these sorts right. of things. These are deep-seated issues. Um, and so that's, that's just really important. That, that one thing that I see happening right now is that our weaknesses and, and our sins are, are being used against us. Yeah, exploited. And yeah. if you don't recognize that, you are even more vulnerable yeah. to it. Even if you recognize it, it's not like you've beaten it. Yeah. But if you don't recognize it, you're incredibly vulnerable to it. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, you know, I think of this kind of weight loss drug um, in similar terms to the way I think about like the lottery. Um, so the, like the state lottery um, is so enticing to people, um, particularly, and, and right. I, it's not exclusively, but particularly people who are in poverty and, and who don't have the money to be buying lottery tickets, and yet they're buying the bulk of the lottery tickets is because they're enticed by the, the, the prospect of getting all this money without having to work for it, getting all this money instantly without, without the effort, without having to work. And that's an enticing prospect. I mean, if we're all honest, we would say, yeah, I like the idea of being given you know, a, right. a couple billion dollars because I happened upon the right numbers on my right. ticket, you know, this or that. Uh, we we understand that impulse, but what we also need to understand is that is that that's not a biblical or right or righteous impulse to desire to be given money without right. working for it. And it's I, and I'm saying it's not a biblical impulse because the Bible is pretty explicit that we are to work for uh, for those things that we have. We are to right. work heartily as for the Lord. There's passages all throughout the the Bible, but you know I would focus especially on like. Um, places in First Thessalonians or even in the Proverbs, mm-hmm. like in Proverbs uh, twelve twenty four, it says, "Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in forced labor." In First Thessalonians four eleven, it says, "Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders, and so that you will not be dependent on anybody." And you know, these are just a few of several verses that ind- indicate. As Christians, we ought to not desire to be have things to have things handed to us, to be given things for free. But we ought to work, and we ought to work um, as though for the Lord, and and earn the things that we get. And the the biblical principle is also true that he who doesn't eat or doesn't work ought not to eat. Right. Um, and yet, in at odds with that, we desire the instant gratification without the work. The result, the the benefits, the joys, the privileges without the effort. Yeah. And that's a lot of what these pills are selling. They're saying, hey, diet and exercise is hard. Try just taking this injection instead, and it should solve your problems. Well, and this reminds me, think about if you want to have, um, many of us know someone who's had the uh, lab band surgery, right? And if you want to have that surgery, you are required yeah. to show a track record of, of weight loss and self-control because... It's not a, a cure-all. Yeah. Uh, it, it helps you to rapidly lose weight so you can then adopt a better uh, exercise routine, better eating habits. Um, and, and so that's already there. Uh, why talk about this? Well, because it's not just that if you get on this drug, it's it's going to be very difficult for you to get off. And in general, the yeah. the read on this is, you're not going to get off of it if yeah. you get on it. Yeah. Um, knowing what I know about human nature, my suspicion is this. If this drug enables you, 
I speak, I mean, I was a youth minister. I ate junk food. Junk food tastes good. If you're able to eat a bag of Doritos every day, and this drug is just making it go away, how easy is it going to be to go, well, and I'll just keep on doing that every day. And then what are going to be the consequences uh, in terms of cholesterol, in terms of uh, saturated fats? And and, and this, this drug does certain things from you, but it is just the start to say, hey, be careful. If you start on this drug, you're going to be paying for it for life. That is, that is a really important question yeah. to ask from the start. But we are not built such that we don't take something for granted once we start it. Yeah. In fact, in our weakness, we often take so many things for granted. Mm-hmm. And we are not able to discipline ourselves especially when we have easy gains, which is, I think, where your analogy talking about the lottery comes. Yep. Um, it, it is not the blessing. It is not the uh, unimpeded blessing that it might look like. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And so it's, a, and it's been an interesting situation now that everyone's been, or that this whole group, and I said there were three parties involved here. We've kind of talked about the pharmaceutical company. We've talked about um, the people wanting to use this medication to, um, treat obesity. And then there's a third category and that is the people this drug was originally intended for those with diabetes. Right. Um, and there's sort of a, a feud or a, a, you know, yeah. bunch of a battle, if, if you will, being Especially waged, online, yeah. uh, between, um, between these three, but particularly between, uh, people who want this medication to help them with their obesity and the people who want this medication and need this medication for their type two diabetes is a very effective for both. And the people with type 2 diabetes are saying, hey, look, we have a legitimate medical issue that this drug is helping us with, and you all are sucking it up, sucking up the supply so much that, first of all, it's driving up the price, but also it's it's limiting the supply so that yeah. we don't have the access to it that we, that we need. And we are taking it for an actual medical issue. And then what the other side will sometimes respond with is, well, obesity is an actual medical issue. That's kind of their beef is that it's being treated like uh, what some would call a vanity drug. This is what some insurances classify it as. They classify it as a vanity drug because it's intended uh, to just help you lose weight. And the people who are dealing with obesity are saying, no, it's not a vanity drug. I, I need it in order to avoid type 2 diabetes, in order to avoid all these or counteract all these other things that come along with obesity. Uh, but there's this, this feud and understandably so where you can see between people with type two diabetes and people who are just using the medication to treat uh, their obesity and they're being overweight. Um, and it's causing a lot of sort of animosity and frustration and, um, and Eli Lilly is having to decide, okay, who do we prioritize? And I think right now they're tending towards prioritizing the people on, uh, on this medication for their diabetes. Right. Uh, because, they are, in a sense, kind of like what um, you know a lot of physicians are. They're not necessarily treating obesity like a disease, but they are treating diabetes like a disease. Or if they're treating them both like diseases, they're prioritizing diabetes over obesity. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's a great bridge to really just point directly to the spiritual issues that are at stake here. Um, because... What is vanity? Uh, vanity is pride in appearance. It is an excessive desire for attention. Uh, well, what's pride? Pride is the opposite of humility, seeing yourself as higher, greater, or more important than you are. Um, okay, well, well, what is the right amount of, of attention that I ought to be getting, and how should I view myself? Well, th- again, those are questions that we go to God, and, and the gift that we are able to find is I can find out who I really am, mm-hmm. what, my, what my station really is. And the station that we are is, okay, we ought to serve one another. We ought to love our neighbor as ourselves because we are loved by God, and it enables us to go and love our neighbor. Um, But if you you think, well, I just want to look a little better, you're never going to be satisfied. I mean, the answer to vanity in the scriptures is repent. Right. The answer to pride is repent. Well, I I don't want to do that. Well, then you're going to destroy yourself. That's, that's what you will do then, little by little, yes, but you'll destroy yourself, you'll destroy your relationships. So th- that is the answer in the scripture. Because if you haven't repented, well, who are you trying to please? Mm-hmm. 
usually yourself. And you're never going to be happy because what's your standard? Well, I just want to be the highest, the best, the center of, of everything. That's what pride wants. It's not reasonable. <laughs> it's just what pride wants. Um, yeah. And without those things, you don't have reasonable God-given goals. Without repentance of these things, what you have is a never-ending drive. I mean, this is why the, the statistics for satisfaction with plastic surgery are horrible. Yeah. Why? Because you're treating your body like a commodity. And by the way, it's a commodity that changes and depending on what you're doing with it is going downhill no matter what. Yeah. And we tre- if you treat it like a commodity, oh man, you're fooling yourself. Yeah. You know, Pastor Dave said one time with regards to like how your body is like, uh, it's deteriorating. Whether we like it or not, we, all of our bodies are. We can try and do everything we want to stop that, but it is. But Pastor Dave said in a sermon one time, this was years ago, but I remember it got such a, man, he, he nailed it. <laughs> he got a huge laugh out of it, which was kind of funny. Uh, but he said, uh, he said, yeah, we're all of our bodies are decaying. He said, and you can't fight it. You can't argue with it. And there's no denying it. He said that Eagle that you got tattooed on your back when you were 20, by the time you're 60 is a sagging pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, and that's true. That's true. And, right. you, and you can't deny it. And so, so that, that addresses, and I think you're, you're dead on when you talk about the vanity of, of people and, and it sounds Man, it sounds harsh to say, yeah, you people who are just wanting to lose weight for the look and for the appeal, that's vanity. And I think there's a huge number of people that, that they fall into that category. But we do need to be honest and say there are some people who genuinely want to be rid of their obesity because of the issues it's causing. You talk, right. think about the woman who right. said, you know, for the first time in a long time, I can get out and go for regular walks and it's not, it's not excruciatingly painful and it's due to this medication. Um, what... You know, we have to be able to give an answer to these people as well and, and a solution other than, well, yeah, just keep taking this medication. If it means you have to pay $500 or $1,000, you just got to keep, keep taking it. There have to be answers other than that. And I think that that brings us back to this answer of like, um, what needs to change in order to accomplish these goals? Is your only option truly to take this medication? I would argue in the overwhelming number of cases, the answer is no. Right. I would be surprised if there were any, that your only option is to take this medication or remain obese. I just don't think that's the case. And I know that's not what people like to hear. And, and I know that it is also the case that for some people, it is way harder than other people. Right. Because I'm not denying that genetics has an effect on it. Um, you know, everyone can attest to that one or two people that they know that can eat whatever they want and not exercise and they don't right. get fat. That is that person. But for all of those people, there are also tons and tons of success stories out there of people who were severely overweight and put in diet and, and implemented a diet. They begin to exercise. They begin to work at it. And it was hard work and it took a long time. Right. But they eventually got to a place where they had gotten over. They had uh, they were able to lose the weight and it didn't they didn't need a medication. And a part of the benefit of that as well is now they're not on a medication and they're not having to consider, okay, well, what happens when I stop taking this? Am I going to gain all the weight back? Because it was you know, this is kind of the cliche that we hear talk about as a lifestyle change, right? Mm-hmm. And I would argue from a biblical perspective, we ought to, we, we ought to put in the harder work and earn even something like health and, and losing weight it is better to put in the work to earn it rather than shoot for the quick fix, the cure-all, the the silver bullet. Um, because A, I don't really think that the silver bullet exists. I know we have this medication in front of us that's you know, putting out all these results, but one thing that's lacking is long-term studies in these things. Like, what about the person that's been on this thing for 30 years? Um, you know, how are they doing? What sort of side effects are they experiencing? Um, not to mention the fact that as you look at these people that are now coming off of it, what we are seeing is that because they were so reliant on this silver bullet, this quick fix, their weight is all coming right back whenever they no longer have access to it. Right. Do you want to be in a situation where you are dependent upon this drug right. in order to maintain a healthy lifestyle whenever there are other options? Yeah, I, I would say no. Right. What we're talking about, anytime we're talking about a medication, is they should be added to your own practices, your own practices are the primary uh, thing. And then these are a strategy to assist you in 
the practices that you're engaging with. Right. Um, but the, the Christian principle behind all of this is that some of the desires inside ourselves, we give all our desires to God, and some of those we then recognize, well, I have to go to war with that desire. I have to go to war with my own vanity. It, it's to your own good. It is to his glory, but it's also to your own good. Uh, I mean, it, our God can't be our belly. It can't. Yeah. It, it, it'll destroy us. Um, and it's, it's dangerous that we're susceptible to that. And so uh, one thing to see about this, another thing to see about this is that this is a lifestyle change and not a fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read a quote by Thomas Sowell the other day that was just really powerful. He says, no, there are no solutions. There are only trade-offs. Mm. Uh, I was uh, listening to another podcast talking about this, and um, I drew attention to this fact that, well, you know, we've medicated a lot of young boys uh, and related, I mean, a, a comparable kind of issue, yeah. okay? If uh, a lot of young boys, well, they, they can't sit still for, well, how long, though? Uh, okay, it's ADHD and, and that whole discussion there. But how, what a dangerous idea to think we medicate uh, a lot or the majority of young boys to be able to sit longer in school or... And then no, we notice after a while, we've had them sitting, and while they've been sitting, they've gotten fat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, then, what, so what? We start with the ADHD medicine that leads us right to the weight loss medication. I mean, these things start cascading that we are looking for a medication for every problem. And there are, if, if, if you haven't read about side effects to every medication, you have to. That's just yeah. a part of it. Yeah. And again, this, this, this Thomas Sowell quote, there are no solutions. There are only trade-offs. Don't ask, will this work? Ask, what are the trade-offs? Yep. I mean, that's, that's, that's a part of the huge background to what we're after here. Yep. Even if this is a good trade, you'll still die one day. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's something that we all have got to watch out. We are in the business of trying to deny that fact. Everybody's yeah. afraid to die, yeah. but it's, it's a fact. 100% of us die. Yeah. And, and we're scared to death, but then we do all, all kinds of things to hide from that. Well, you can't D- deal with that. Right. Right. That's exactly right. I, I think that that concept of what are the trade-offs is really good because say, for example, there are virtually no side effects. And I'm just saying this for an example. I'm sure that there probably are, uh, but say that there are no side effects to this medication and you could start this medication, lose all this weight and take this medication for the rest of your life and you will never be obese again. Say that is the case and that it, and that it works and there are no side effects. You still need to ask the question, but what is this doing to me? What right, sort of right, habits right, is this creating right. in me? What sort of desires and, and reliances is this creating in me? And, I would argue it's not good for us to be dependent in that way on anything, on anything that I have to take this whenever there, whenever there are other options. And it's never a good thing. I'm never going to encourage someone towards a direction that uh, decentivizes discipline and that incentivizes passivity or laziness. Now, I would be open to hearing like what you said about the, the surgery where if you can demonstrate over a period of a few months or whatever – that you are going to implement lifestyle changes. And that's, I think this is the common practice. Like if you are going to qualify for this surgery, you need to have a certain number of, you need to hit a certain goal of losing this number of weight, demonstrate a willingness to effect change in your life. And then we'll give you the surgery to jumpstart that. I could maybe hear something for this medication in in a similar way, but even still that doesn't answer the questions of like, when am I getting off of this medication and things like that? Because it's going to be an addictive thing whenever someone begins to change their habits and then also take this medication and you just see the weight just shred. Right. That's going to be an addictive thing that people are right. going to say, I don't want to give that up. Right. You know, even if yeah, it's a trade off, it's exactly like we said, and I'm going to encourage someone. No, I'm going to push you towards discipline rather than towards a, a quick fix. You know what this makes me think of? Um, Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light okay, if you don't want that yoke, here's what's so dangerous. You're going to take on another yoke yeah. and the burden will not be easy. That yoke will be heavy. Yeah. And this, this kind of stuff is unforgiving. Mm-hmm. And if it's not unforgiving on another health issue, like we've been talking about, it'll be unforgiving on your pocketbook. Mm-hmm. I, Jesus is the best master. 
These other things will betray you. And, and that's, that's why you watch out. Because um, what are we aspiring to with stuff like this? One thing that I looked at and, and kind of trying to think about this is uh, portraits of people from like the Middle Ages. And if you ever look at these, uh, there are studies about what people try to do to like, uh, in, in our day, the things that are weird, like everybody smiles in pictures when they used to not do that. A lot of people yeah. have noticed this, but um, women look different in sort of portraits and frankly, to us, we'll often go, oh, they seem to have a little more weight on them. Oh, is that so? Or are you used to on TV? Even, I mean, most of us remember when YouTube wasn't as produced as it is now. It, yeah. You don't know where you're getting your aspirations. Right. And we often walk around kind of going like, oh, no, I'm in charge of myself. Are you, though? <laughs> Uh, because we are vulnerable to the to these aspirations, give those to God rather than living by your unrealistic yeah. expectations, placing your hopes in the wrong place. Um, here's just a few things that I wrote down. These are reasonable asp aspirations for us fallen human beings. An hour of exercise every day. Uh, ask whether or not look if you if you are in a job that ties you down. Ask whether maybe a standing desk would be good. I had a friend of mine who told me just recently that he changed that and it's doing great for him, productivity as well as um, calorie burning and all the rest. Uh, getting away from work at a reasonable hour. Don't make work your idol either. Yeah. Um, regulating what and how much you eat. These are just some things that I wanted to throw out. Yeah, I think the only other thing I would say is like I could I can already hear what some of you know, some people might say from a Christian perspective, like, but isn't this sort of like the gospel? Isn't the gospel like a silver bullet sort of answer? Like we receive God's grace freely as a gift. And just like that, our sins are forgiven. Uh, there we are uh, made righteous before God. We are declared righteous. Um, we are uh, cleansed, you know, and as Paul says in Romans one, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Isn't it like that to take this medication? Um, and my response would, would almost always be like, yes, the gospel is free, but that doesn't mean that, uh, that being a Christian is easy, right. Uh, or that it promotes laziness, uh, quite the opposite right. uh, to become a Christian is not to accept the path of least resistance. I would argue it is to take on the path of most resistance. Right. Wake up every morning repenting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wake up every morning repenting. Know that in the world, uh, we we are at odds with the prince and the power of this world. Right. Um, that yeah, we are wake not. up every morning trusting God. <laughs> yeah, every morning trusting in God. Like, you know, all of these kinds of things. Uh, this is what Christianity is. It is to wake up and take on the mantle. And as he says, take up your cross daily and follow me. And so... Man, I would just implore all Christians, take on this mindset, both in your Christian walk, but in, in everything else related to your life, not to uh, look for or expect easy solutions without work, but be willing to put your head down and grind it out, whatever it might be, work to the glory of God, and do all these things trusting in God for all things. Don't find your satisfaction in how you look. Don't find your satisfaction in, even in your health, but find it in Jesus Christ, and you will never be let down. And you will never be dissatisfied. Uh, so there's, I don't know, I guess my parting words would be that. I agree. Uh, I think we should leave it there. This has been Empires of the Future. And we'll see you in the future. Yeah.